I'm tapping live into we gotta tap Marigold. In. Vanessa Marigold. Vanessa Marigold. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, <laughs> you got me hypnotized. She's live. Why? It is me. It's you. Oh, yeah, it's so, isn't that meta? You're like watching yourself live. Oh, no. I got to turn this down. I got to turn this down. Can't be. Ooh, whoa. Yeah, we don't want to hear ourselves. I'm like watching myself. I can myself, hear myself. Watching myself. <laughs> okay, everybody. Um, I'm going to start the podcast Here we go. now. Everybody. Okay. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Well, This Sucks. Uh, that follows our beautiful friend Danielle's fight against breast cancer. I'm Heather. I'm Danielle. I'm Tana. And we have an awesome guest with us today. We have <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah, baby. Welcome. Hi, ladies. Thank you for the very spirited intro. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, we're doing a crazy thing right now. Wild uh, and wacky stuff going on today. First time ever. Ever. We're doing a live Instagram of this very episode. So anyone who's listening to this episode through the podcast right now will not get to be a part of it. And I'm sorry <laughs> because it'll come out later. But because of that, we're going to be answering questions to anyone who asks questions. So for our live viewers, if you have any questions about cancer, about like Danielle's experience going through chemotherapy or mm-hmm. questions about CBD maybe or like... Or life. Or life, life questions. Life yeah. questions. If you like chocolates, that's cool. I because, think... Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean... If you like chocolates, it's cool. It's cool. It's good, it's it's good cool. to like chocolate. But I think, yeah, yeah it also just kind of... Everyone has experiences with cancer. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what has been most interesting to me about your podcast is hearing your mother's story about dealing with breast cancer and your experience as, you know, a loved one of yeah. someone who has cancer. And mm-hmm. now it's like the roles have reversed. And so I think a lot of people have stories about that. And I know that personally for me, I have family members who have had cancer and, um, the ways that they have dealt with that it's you know there are a lot of decisions to be made with the way that you um treat yourself yeah so it's just been very interesting to listen to yeah a lot of people i I feel like uh this podcast kind of just started as a kind way of coping for us to just like talk through our things but I've, we've had people reach out to us and tell us that it's like it's helped them in their situations hearing like stories from us that like it makes people feel less alone i suppose exactly i'm happy that that can be some sort of support or like help in any way to anybody and related to that and also related to vanessa we met this wonderful listener named eric capone uh and his family maria and noah he was talking about them uh, Noah was diagnosed with stage four neuroblastosis. Blastoma. Blastoma. Thank you, Heather. So we met him actually, turns out, through Vanessa mm-hmm. because he saw, she had posted a An Instagram, uh, Instagram yeah. about our podcast and he reached out to us after listening and after finding out from Vanessa and um, it was just a great experience to actually meet him, to record an episode with him 
and have him tell his story and kind of just like reaching out to the community. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. Hearing that story made me feel so good. And there are a lot of people who watch Bong Appetit who say that, you know, it's really um, kind of taken down the barriers for their loved ones considering using cannabis Mm -hmm. to help with cancer treatments. And um, it's always very inspiring to hear that because I hope that, you know, really what has been changing the um, the dialogue about cannabis has been this push for, for medical marijuana and from the stories of people who have said how much it has helped them. So um, I'm just like, I'm happy to see also that it's kind of coming back to you guys too, that people um, will pay attention and there's like this community of yeah. support. Yeah around cancer and mm-hmm. you know definitely mm-hmm. and that's what eric was talking about also like having a community mm-hmm. when he goes to the la children's hospital and seeing all those other kids in there yeah and also survivor stories of these kids survivors and, of people who survived the same thing that his son has yeah yeah and how that helped him to keep going and just Keeps to you strong keep positive and positive reinforcement yeah across the board yeah always works so much better Good a thoughts. little all you need is a little bit well and the more you get the better you yeah. know what i'm saying <laughs> be positive <laughs> be positive um i mean we're already getting some questions yes. there was so a- there was m burke yes 0987 asks did weed make chemo more bearable than normal meds that's a really good question, good question. Yeah. Yeah. well actually i didn't really have any marijuana while I was going through chemo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Didn't you have it for Taxol? You did a little bit. You had the powder. Yeah, but I didn't like take it like regularly. Yeah, like, you weren't nauseous after. Yeah. yeah, I didn't take it after I would have treatment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably more recreational than anything else. Uh, but when I did my second, I started with Taxol and that didn't give me any nausea or like awful side effects, just fatigue. Uh, the adromycin cytoxin regimen that I was on did make me very nauseous. Um, but I didn't, I don't know why I just didn't. Yeah. I had, I was on so much nausea medication yeah. and I was just laying add in bed. To it. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. But, um, I feel as though if I were to have to go through that again, I would probably, the medication, the nausea medication was really good, but I'm sure that have, if I would have used. Yeah. But you used it after. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, I, think- I just, I don't know. Just me personally, it wasn't, I was already overwhelmed with all the medications and mm-hmm. stuff that I was doing. Like you said, I don't know if I wanted to add something right. else on top of it. And actually, yeah. And it was advised actually to not use, and everybody's different, but mm-hmm. it was advised to not use um, CBD or too heavy. Well, yeah, I guess it's specifically CBD oil because yeah. it would counteract the chemo since it's healing and chemo is attacking the cancer and, in a yeah, different killing way. Everything. Right. Killing everything basically. Yeah. Well, let's, you know. um, let's get some backstory from yeah, you. Let's get some backstory. Some... Oh, from me, <laughs> from everybody maybe, but yes, yeah. yeah, so let's start with Vanessa. Yeah. 
So you want to know how I got into cannabis? I want to know how you got into delicious chocolate making. Yes. yes. Well, I've always loved chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to work at Seize Candy when I was in high school. So oh that's right. Gosh. Yeah, that's where my sweet that's tooth. That's so cute. That, that sounds patronizing. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's really cute. And I used to work with like the little ladies and I had like, <gasps> you know, I had the so white perfect. little thing with the bow. Oh, it was the whole, I mean, I should have been that for Halloween. <gasps> Wouldn't that have Do been hilarious? Have, I see. The, no, oh. it was. It's also year. like five sizes too big for me and just like <laughs> not flattering in the slightest. <laughs> but I was there for the candy. Yeah. Let's be real. I was like, there the for the chocolate. Mm-hmm. I will put this smock on as long as I can stuff my face with as many chocolates as possible. <laughs> and then they do let you eat as many as you want when you're there. Oh. So you just can't take any home. Mm-hmm. You can eat as many as many as, as you want. Oh, that would be a bad We had two 15-minute breaks, and I would go in the back, open up these boxes, and just start jamming chocolates <laughs> into my mouth. Like, how many can we get in there? <laughs> I was like, what flavor am I going to try today? Because I was like trying to justify it as like needing to be That's an aficionado. I was like, I need to know what I'm selling. What was you your know? favorite? Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, I've always been a fan of rum nougat. I know it's disgusting. And then, but now I'm into, now recently I've gotten into the butterscotch. Mm. Um, it's like, it's like eating brown sugar covered in chocolate. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not. Heather's sweating. Heather's sweating. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. It's hot as Georgia asphalt. It's Georgia asphalt. That is, that yeah. is hotter than Georgia asphalt. <laughs> Uh, that is not that is from Wild the movie Wild at Heart uh, but yes so that is how you got into we're gonna just My say that's how, chocolate. yes and Vanessa is the founder the the creator, the creator of this of beautiful beast Marigold Sweets Marigold, Marigold Sweets <laughs> and Hell she's yeah. uh, and she's the host of Bong Appetit co-host 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 of Bong Appetit Abdullah Saeed is the host Co-host of Bon Appetit <laughs> on Viceland. Viceland. She's always cooking things up. They look delicious and they get you a little toasty baby. Oh, they yeah. do. They do a little toasty. I know. It's like, like we were saying earlier, you want to eat more than one, but right. it's just like, you can't it's be too much. Mm-hmm. You can't, you got to pace yourself because it'll, it comes and hits you about an hour later. So <laughs> I have a question. I, I remember know, I'm already a whole one. A question. Cause I've seen recently Maybe. on your social, uh, just that you've been cooking like big meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, like Brazilian, we did had the Brazilian episode recently and we did, um, moqueca and that's like a seafood soup kind of like a brazilian seafood chipino almost and um you know people kind of sometimes they'll comment to me like oh you're not really putting that much in there you're not putting enough of whatever and you know one of the things we keep in mind is that they're eating this big meal so they're going to be eating a lot of milligrams over the entire course of the meal so i'm keeping that in my, I'm like, okay, yeah. so I've got this many milligrams in the mokeka, but then maybe the cochinha have like this many and then also they're smoking and they're like, oh boy, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to make sure everyone has a good time right. and like yeah. when they go home, they're going to sleep well. It's not going to be like, because when you eat too much cannabis, like what happens is you have, you know, um, you can have right anxiety anxiety it's not i mean it's not enjoyable yeah you don't have a good time it's overwhelming and it's overwhelming is mm-hmm. what i would say it overwhelms yeah. your cannabinoid system and 
I just don't want to do that. So yeah. I just yeah. keep it, keep it always on the lighter side of things, especially for like a big soup like that. Cause you mm-hmm. do really want to eat a lot of it. That's so cool. That's great That's that you amazing. asked that. Cause someone had just asked, um, yeah. Instagram had just asked, how do you perfect your cooking skills with cannabis and know how much to add in certain foods? Instagram, Instagram, ask that. Yeah. And I mean, now we've gotten to a point that, especially with edibles, um, you know, pretty much exactly how many milligrams are in every edible. So if you get a chocolate and it says 10 milligrams, you know what 10 milligrams will do to your body. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, some people can have, you know, upwards of a hundred milligrams and be totally fine. And they, it's not even that they're, they smoke a lot of cannabis. It's just that that's how their body is Their You know, endocannabinoid system is just like built that way, but how it just like metabolizes for for that specific Mm -hmm. person for that person. Everyone is different. And so I always, for people who've never consumed edibles before, I always say start with five milligrams and then kind of work your way up because even five milligrams can be overwhelming to someone. We're we're snowflakes. Our bodies are so different. Just Mm -hmm. like you can't eat, maybe there's a certain vegetable or fruit that you can't eat. Cannabis, you know, affects everyone differently. Yeah. You know, for the most part, it does the same thing to people, but there is no normal in mm-hmm. anything. So we can in anything in anything, right? There's just yeah. no normal. And you know, if it works for you, it works for you. And that's great. And if it doesn't, well, I hate it when people, yeah. you know, kind of embrace this extreme of like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you got to smoke a ton of weed and you got, it's like, do yeah. whatever makes you feel good. And yeah. if it doesn't make you feel good, don't do it. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> and that's just great a great way to live your life that's with anything. That's just straight up good advice. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be all or nothing, baby. You know, mm-hmm. me, a little bit of this, little Heather, bit of that. Heather's like a two and a half milligram girl. And then right. she's good. She's good. She's chilling. Well, yeah. one day I remember after, after chemo, it was a chemo that I went to by myself when I was doing <gasps> Taxol. And I came home and I think I ate like a whole chocolate. Ooh, it's <laughs> what ten milligrams? Or I, was it twenty five? No, it was probably ten. Okay. I, w- okay. I think I wouldn't be here if it was twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> but and I sorry, I hadn't had any like in a very long time. Mm. So like I I didn't had no tolerance for it. Oh no! So like it like hit me all of a sudden and I was like, this I remember is that wonderful. And then like thirty <laughs> minutes later, I was in my bed like, this oh. is the end. I'm like. <laughs> Heather and Santa are going to walk in and find me like this on my bed in like four that. days. I do remember that. I do remember that. I was that. like, this it was too much. End. I was like, but the chocolate was so good. Well, this it was, was worth it for the chocolate. Did you oh just end God. up falling asleep I eventually? Did. Yeah. Okay. I think 10 minutes later, I fell asleep. Okay, and good. It was just good, good, good. fantastic. So you've always <laughs> loved chocolate, but you knew you always wanted to make edibles. Yeah, and but when did your love for the cannabis come about? I would say when I was at Berkeley. So I studied mm. at, at UC Berkeley and, you know, weed is kind of everywhere in Northern California. Sure, dude. You know, peace. Yeah. Peace, dude. Peace. We had you know, people camping out in the trees and I would leave finals and just like light up a joint and walk home. And that just was very normal for me. I mean, I felt like I was a badass, of course, but like oh, I was like, sure. I'm at Berkeley. I'm so cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is awesome. I could smoke weed if I want to. And that was kind of just like, you know, I think getting out of my parents' home and like being able to do whatever I wanted and not being able, having to hide it just felt really, really good. And so having that around and then also the, um, the food 
movement there, the restaurant scene, I was really involved in pop-ups and uh, with Slow Food with Alice Waters and Chez Panisse all there in Berkeley, I had this really great um, community of food people. And so, Mm. you know, I was like, okay, I saw the edibles that were available at the time. This was back in like 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's room for improvement here. I know that Mm, there there are, yeah, I know that there are a lot of people who want to have an edible that's going to not only work, but have it taste good and also be beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, and not have it be appealing to to kids, you know, because like some of the artwork that was on edibles, it was like, I know. You know, when you brought that up when we were at the dispensary, mm-hmm. I was I had never thought of that, but that's I such a about big it. thing. Yeah. It doesn't the state to, thinks about uh, it too. Yeah. It <laughs> the government thinks about yeah. it. It shouldn't like really gummy look bears like. or it's like children's that's candy for yeah. children. Like yeah. you know, right. yeah, yeah. And cereal if it's fruity loops and that kind of thing. If it's right. misplaced in a home, the kid's gonna eat it. Right. True. So well, I mean but I mean we're moving towards with with the good thing about voting to legalize cannabis is that we it means we're embracing this industry that has been somewhat in the dark Mm -hmm. and so now we can regulate it and with that comes its own pros and cons but you know i think that from the perspective of a, a business owner it makes me feel like i will be not only will i be held responsible because i have tried to hold myself responsible but other people in my field will also be doing so yeah. So just, you know, I don't want to have a bad rap for edibles. I right. think that they're. Which you don't. They are. <laughs> I, I'm i the authority. Notch. They are. T- <laughs> <laughs> so good. She's they're looking so each one over. Good. <laughs> um, you know, y'all, it doesn't have to all be and to each their own, but it doesn't have to all be black light posters and right. Being that's just what I like uh-huh. a lot of the, that's, it's that's like a, a lot of the dispensaries that I've been to stereotype. You know? No. Yeah. That's um, fair enough. I mean, when you're very selective about where I'm carrying. You, yeah. yeah. So that's I work important. business with and yeah. Cornerstone collective who you've been getting your, um, the healing, healing oil, healing oil. Um, they've really focused on patients and, because we're still building so much research about what the benefits of cannabis can be in the spectrum of those, they've been looking at, okay, what varieties have been found to be positively affecting this patient with maybe Crohn's disease or with cancer or with, you know, insomnia. And so they can look at that, compiling that information from their patients and see what, um, what they should be recommending. And so that's what's really interesting is when it stops becoming anecdotal and it really starts to becoming like, okay, we can really start applying this, this, you know, medicine, this plant-based medicine in real ways for people and helping them to Mm -hmm. see like real efficient results, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. see real results efficiently. efficiently. Yeah. And just, you know, like what's the best method? Because, you know, there's so many different ways to get cannabinoids into your system. You can do sublingual, which, you know, they have sprays, which is better for passing the blood brain barrier or an edible, which is going to go through your liver. That'll be converted mm-hmm. in a different way than if you smoke mm-hmm. it. So it takes longer to affect you. It'll last longer. Mm-hmm. So it's great for sleep. It's mm-hmm. great for pain management and then smoking. If you want to, you know, have a very quick effect. So yeah. it just depends, but some people don't want to smoke and I don't, Yeah, there are, are alternatives. Yeah. 
<gasps> open up those and suppositories. <gasps> Ooh. We were just in the lovely <laughs> world of suppositories. Gosh, I have to say, put it in your butthole. <laughs> Sorry, just put it in your butt. Put it in your butt. Jake, W. Merritt so asked if we were recording oh, the podcast. Yeah, we're recording. We'll so put the link. We should up. say like what yeah. what the podcast is again. So yes, can, we are I, recording our podcast. Can you guys hear us? Okay, I'm sure that they can. Suppositories. People are like nasty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? They work. Oh no, they can hear us. I see suppositories. Okay. What? Yes, <laughs> they can hear us. No to suppositories. Mm -hmm. What? You don't like stuff up your butt? It doesn't necessarily have to go up your butt. (laughs) It can go in other holes. (laughs) Nasty. 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 You guys are funny. All right. W. Merritt wants to know if we're recording a podcast. Yeah. Yes. We're recording our podcast, Well, This Sucks, which we started. When did we start? We started in May or? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shortly after I was diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer. Um, and we've just been documenting my journey and my friends supporting me. And it's been kind of therapy for us and we're having a good time and we (laughs) want to share our story and hopefully in sharing our story, we're giving other people strength and showing them that they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with us. Hang out with us. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And touch your boobs. Touch your boobs. That's right. Oh, yeah. I kind of like, how do you do a correct? I want to know how you do a correct breast exam. Well, I know like what well, you're supposed to in the shower when you have your period. Okay. Oh. Um, you Very just like basically molest yourself. Um, and like, I know it's like you do like a little like a dance quad- with your fingers. Like a quadra? Yeah. Like that. Like you like dance yeah. your fingers around. Little finger dance. Mm-hmm. But it like all feels bumpy to me. Right, but it shouldn't but feel it's getting it to know your boobs yeah. and right. then knowing when something changes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Exactly. Because I've definitely been like, what is this? And then gone into the doctor and been like, what is this? <laughs> you know, like it's nothing. That's it's good. just, yeah. it's like your boob mass. That's just what it is. Yeah. That's your boob. It's you just your boob. You got lumpy boobs. Big bumpy bump boobs. On your chest? That's bumpy lumpies. Bumpies. Okay. Lumpy bumps. Right. <laughs> so did you, did you study... Cannabis? The culinary arts <laughs> at Berkeley? Jeez. No, I went to, um, so I staged, which is an internship in the Rome Sustainable Food Project. And that's at the American Academy in Rome. Oh, wow. And so that was uh, Alice Waters' program. And she is the, the founder of Chez Panisse and the head of Slow Food in North America. So... Oh. Yeah, and that's like farm to table eating, you know, organic, local. It was one of the most life changing experiences I've ever had. That's I don't think incredible. Yeah. I don't think I could cook in the kitchen with as many different chefs as I do on Bong Appetit without having that that base knowledge that I got from um from cooking in Rome. So it was a really solid experience. That sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Color me impressed, like Jackie J says. (laughs) (laughs) And then when did you graduate? When did you move to, well, when did you move to LA? I moved to LA. So I moved to LA for a boy, actually, which is never like a good reason to move. Do you guys mind if I smoke a joint? Not at all. Girl, please. (laughs) Your house. (laughs) This is my house. Come to my house. Um, Come to my house. (laughs) 
I moved to LA five years ago for because of a boy and also just to like kind of get out of the Bay Area was really it was like getting expensive and LA was like this kind of new place that was further away and exciting and so I moved here and I've always done the chocolates it started in Berkeley everywhere I would move I'd take my chocolate tempering machine with me you like you know like the movie she didn't have a tempering machine. She was tempering that by chocolate. hand in chocolate. chocolate. My mom sent me, my mom sent me a DVD of chocolate. Like she mailed me USPS a DVD of chocolate, and I was like, I love okay. that movie. Oh, I love chocolate. I'm not gonna lie. I might have watched it. <laughs> yeah, like, hell you yeah. know. Look, there's no shame. We don't chocolate shame. No, there was like here. you know Johnny Depp was was you know. Big, I know he's big, what a ridiculous character, like, an outlaw, an outlaw. He was kind a gypsy. Of like, yeah, yeah. I guess it's been a while since I've seen Shokana. I don't know Shokana. if I've seen it. I, I feel know, like only pieces. Yeah, and she, you know, like she was. This, this Penelope? No, it was with um, Juliette Binoche. Yeah, and That's she right. was like. You know, she was like the sexy chocolatier who was opening a chocolate shop. And it was on, very provocative. On um, during Easter, during Lent, mm-hmm. and every you know, you give up things for Lent. Mm. Well, you don't necessarily know. <laughs> Some people, you know, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. Don't you? You're not Catholic. Lent? You're not Come Catholic. On. You're not Italian Catholic. <laughs> Italian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh oh, oh. oh brother oh brother um yeah so you have seen the movie then yeah I've, obviously I've, seen, I've given you the whole Very thing formative. The, the spark notes version of chocolate and then yeah so that was me i would everywhere i would go i would make chocolates even when i was in rome we did a final menu and i did a traditional dish i started with culurelli which is like a fried potato donut from calabria mm. and then i did potato uh, donut it's savory it's savory ooh, ooh. so you can do a sweet or savory but like the savory side donut. is with like a spicy fish spread ooh. and so mm. i read i did that at the academy and then so we started with that with like a little you know citrus fris- like frisee and then to like break the fat and then oh, went totally. yeah no, to I the know, right? the main i wanted to keep vegetarian just because so many people couldn't we always had to do like different meals for different people so it was like artichokes across the board vegetarian just vegetarian roman artichokes and some farro and then for dessert i did chocolates Mm. so even in rome Mm. i was doing chocolate the fleur de sel the caramel i've been doing it forever the it's OG. so good, it's you so guys. Good. I don't even know the Florida cell. It was the OG. That's the OG. That's the first chocolate I ever came up with. Wow. Then the peanut butter cream. Those are my favorite. <laughs> Those were my first two. And when I like started, that's that's all I did. I had nine piece boxes of Florida cell and peanut butter cream. I had them over at Cornerstone Collective. And then, you know, patients really started liking them. I got a four piece box. I mean like everything that you do, every time you develop a new product, it's like, a, it's a huge investment. Yeah. And it's like, you don't always think it. you're like, yeah, this is a good, a new idea. Let me do this and this and this, but those are more ingredients you have to buy and more packaging. So mm-hmm. people love to come up to me and be like, I have a good idea for a chocolate. I'm like, you go and do it. <laughs> I was like, I, like that. Nah. So, I, I mean, ass. unless I just feel like messing around in the kitchen, which sometimes I do, but, um, anyway, but I'm sure that's hard. Well, 
You're hustling, baby. Gotta hustle. You're hustling. Hey, yeah. If it ain't broke. Berkeley, LA, it. boom. Came back to LA. And where are you from? I was born in Northern California, so I was born in a, a town called Hollister, California. Oh, like the Radical. clothing line? But not, it wasn't a surf town. It was right next to Gilroy, which is the garlic capital. <gasps> oh my gosh, I did oh a poster gosh. for that Does festival. It, does it smell like garlic in over there? College. Yeah. It smells like garlic. Wow. It smells, you can roll down the windows and it's just Ugh. like garlic. That's too much. Oh my gosh. Really? It's all wonderful. the time. I love it. All the time? I would love it's it. It's wonderful. <laughs> wow. They have garlic ice cream. What? <gasps> what? I don't know. I've never tried it. That sounds yeah, interesting. I would try it. it I mean, I'll try it. I'll, I'll eat try it. it. <laughs> I'll try anything. Might not be kissing anyone later. Heather, unless yes, they have it unless too. Unless they had it too, yeah. Right. I'll make Bob kiss me. I don't care. <gasps> he doesn't have to. How, have you been dating? No. <laughs> Do you want to? <laughs> not into I think it. You're, I think it's coming I back. Yeah, she does. slowly it'll, it's the dry. I'm like on hormone suppressants now. So I'm going through menopause, fake Ugh. menopause. So it's like, but... I'm open to it, and I wouldn't say no to a date. I guess. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, if you, if it yeah. feels right, yeah. If, if you're crushing, right. girl, yeah. if you're crushing, crush back. Why would you say no? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Unless it's not right. Unless it's not right. Yeah. If you don't have that feeling, just the only thing I'm I. Everything is still so fresh that it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. when you go on dates and you're getting to know somebody, what do you talk about? And I feel like this is such a big part of my life right now meeting a person it's and having that conversation with them is like heavy gonna scare them away so you know what, what i mean like them, no i know scared. yeah i'm just yeah, like so there'll be someone who's not scared i know who yeah can see past it and know that you know like well, be like you're a fucking badass yeah <laughs> yeah totally because yeah. you are because you are because you are a badass you are Woot. <laughs> Woot. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking badass danielle should we open up any questions I to Danielle? Someone said, they, said they would kiss your garlic breath, Vanessa. Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah. sweet. That's sweet. Do you ever take your live for chocolate into the bedroom? What's that? I don't love, know what that love means. For love for chocolate. Love, oh. love for chocolate. Be careful. Chocolate. You don't oh. want to mess around with your... No, that sounds mm-hmm. like a You don't bring infection. sugar down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't put uh, sugar down there. Uh, it's a surefire yeast infection if I ever did hear one. <laughs> Where the trees at? I'm smoking. I'm at. smoking the trees. Mm-hmm. Where the trees at? I'm smoking from the them. front to back. Legalize. When you feeling that? For anyone just tuning in, we are doing a live Vanessa Marigold live of our podcast called "Well, This Sucks," which follows Danielle's. This is Danielle. Her fight Thank against uh, with her great shaved head. Her fight against breast cancer, and we're hanging out with our gal pal. Vanessa. You know her. You know her. Of course. You, yeah. Me? Yeah. Who, me? Who, me? Who, me? Yeah, you. It's me. Thing. Yeah, you, girl. <laughs> and yeah, if you have any questions for anybody, questions about Danielle's experience. About life. About uh, life. About any of our experiences. Chick chat. Or experiencing, chat. yeah. Just like experiences with cancer and cannabis. Yes. We have a cross, you know, we have a cross here. A cross? <laughs> Like a, you know, like a crossing, like a... We're meeting two meeting paths. The- what is your latest favorite ingredient to infuse cannabis with for dessert dish? For a dessert dish. I mean, I like to put terpenes in chocolate, which I think is interesting, but it that wouldn't necessarily have... Oh. 
that would just be for flavor. So if you wanted something to taste like a variety that you smoke, mm. like orange tangy or like um, forbidden fruit was really delicious. The keef, we put it in hala, and that was Ooh. super yummy. Yum. So I don't know. I think that dessert, there have been so many different things I've done with the leaves too, like making them into candy, like candying the actual leaves. They're really beautiful. They're kind of tasty too. That's so cool. So creative. Yeah. (laughs) I never thought that like, because you could, you you would use it for like to flavor different, like using different kinds to flavor different things. Right, exactly. So I wanted to do like chocolate bars that tasted like different things because there is kind of this point that we should maybe have it taste a little bit like cannabis so people can kind of know that it's that it's a medicine. Mm-hmm. Veterans need medical. Well, we're talking. Yeah. Veterans do need. So M. Burke, everyone oh, needs seven. <laughs> yeah. Says, yeah. Vanessa, veterans need help with medical weed for vets at VA. Any episodes related to that coming up? Um, we've finished filming, so I don't know what's going to be happening in the future. I can't say, but, um, I feel like we talked about it, but then for some reason it didn't end up happening, which is a shame because I do think that it can be helpful with, um, PTSD and has been proven to, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. One of the interesting things about doing the show was talking to my aunt who is actually actually my grandfather's sister Mm. and she what is that great aunt Mm -hmm. great aunt and she had breast cancer Mm -hmm. and she used cannabis throughout her treatment for breast cancer and that was a long time ago and so i just think it's really interesting how long um cannabis has been kind of used as this like not hidden but like people know that it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. And so it's how cool. was she introduced to it? Do you know? I think her, by it must have been through her doctor. So you or, said she didn't take it before or after. No, she just used it for when During, she was yeah. was yeah. going through, mm-hmm. you know. And did she say that it helped her? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it helped with pain and it helped with her appetite and you know, and she doesn't use it now because I've asked her, you know, I was like, well, if you ever want any chocolates, just let me know. <laughs> but she's like, oh no, I don't use it. I don't use it anymore. But it's interesting to think of people who are just very specifically using it as a medicine mm-hmm. rather than how, you know, it's being right consumed recreationally. Yeah. So yeah, I have a d- question. Mm-hmm. How does your f- family feel about you using being in the ca- cannabis industry? Yeah. I don't know if they're, open-minded or liberal or like uh. if that's complicated <laughs> or I also I'm no 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 I, it's, I, I'm happy to talk about it um yeah when I first started it was my parents I didn't tell them and it was actually when I was in Rome my mom took me to dinner and someone in my family had told her that I was making the chocolates that I had been making were with cannabis and she kind of confronted me at this dinner and I looked at her and I just wasn't going to take it. And so I said to her, you know, listen, if I was working for a pharmaceutical company selling Adderall to kids, making hand over fist, you would be sitting here telling me what a talented daughter and successful daughter you have. And I would be giving drugs to kids. Instead, I'm making chocolates for people who are 
predominantly in their fifties to seven. I mean, like when I first started, it was just my friends and they used it to go to sleep at night and would tell me how much of a lifesaver it was for them because they would wake up at four o'clock in the morning and not be able to sleep through the night. Mm -hmm. But when they had a chocolate, they could sleep through the night. And so, you know, she, she kind of shut up after that, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. It was like, I am who I am. I believe what I believe. I'm my own person. And it's, it's taken me a long time to kind of own that. And it definitely was something I thought about, like, wow, I'm going to be very public about my passion, mm-hmm. which a lot of people still don't agree with. And I, I experience that all the time. People are like, oh, well, everyone in your industry is shady or you know, like we're to the federal government, we're still drug dealers, you know, like we're still, we're not right. It's not legal. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) And so, yeah, in California I'm protected, but it's hard, you know, we're in our bubble here Mm -hmm. and you forget that. I'm like, it's no big deal. I know. Yeah. The next thing I know I'm spending Christmas in Florida and it's like, Oh wait, uh, I can't do this. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. How just, how your mind can change dependent on that. So like Eric, who we spoke about earlier, he spoke about can of kids, um, getting cannabis as a treatment for kids with cancer and other illnesses. He coming from Arizona, he's, you know, it was very, uh, looked down upon. It was, it's a drug. And then coming out to California, when you see that change and then you go back to, Florida, Arizona, anywhere. You're like, what do you mean? Like, I can't <laughs> smoke. Like, I'm the worst. I what mean, do you mean? I'm like, like a dog. Is, I can smell if it's okay it here. Why, <laughs> why can't it be okay here? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's still, you know, it's still perceived as by a lot of people as a drug and yeah. as something that's a gateway drug, which is, you know, slippery slope fallacy. But, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, still, it's just kind of how minds think among other backwards ways of thinking um you know we just it would change a lot of people's lives if perceptions would change and so that was kind of what I saw as an opportunity to do with the show was like really kind of demonstrate that cannabis should be seen as any other herb in your kitchen or any other you know um like a glass of wine. Yeah. I mean, I oh, with more benefits, yeah. Like yeah. with more health benefits oh, than yeah. a glass of wine. Right. Do you think that it's like a generational thing though too? Like, um, yeah, I think older people, it's changing. Yeah. It's I changing. D- I think a lot of people are changing their minds about it. And one of the things I love to, to read online is when people are saying, Oh, I walked into the room and my grandma is watching bong appetit <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah. awesome. And it's great. I'm that's like, so, Oh my God, that's that so because you're, you're bringing sophistication to it. Mm-hmm. Just like your chocolates, just with bong appetit. Yeah. Like, and you know what you're talking about. Yes. Like it's you're not, knowledgeable. Yeah. Well, I, I try to be it's beautiful, <laughs> you know, it's just changing the perception of it. So, Danielle, right. W. Merritt asked, how have you integrated cannabis into your treatment? Well, during chemo, I didn't take any. But after my therapy, Vanessa was introduced me to the healing oil, mm-hmm. which is, do you want to talk more? Because I'm like, I just take it and it's good and it helps me sleep I can't remember was, at night. Yeah. And I mean, that's a, it's high... 
it's has a lot of different cannabinoids in that in it too because it's like a raw oil Mm -hmm. so it's they really want to preserve the you know the different the varieties benefits Mm -hmm. instead of like stripping all of that away because you can really reduce it just to thc or just to cbd Mm -hmm. and you know whereas this is like the full plant spectrum Mm -hmm. you know so and the way that those interact with your body will be different so cornerstone is doing that and i just think that's one of the the benefits of having more um, businesses that are able to run in that way and to conduct research is that we'll, we'll be able to be more specific with our recommendations for patients. So, yeah, I'm glad that that's working for you. Yeah. It's nice to take it like before I go to sleep, like it helps me stay asleep through the entire night. And also like, I don't wake up groggy and that's like so important to hear. That's Mm -hmm. really cool to hear. And Mm -hmm. how much, like, what is your, how are you doing it again? Are you eating it with food or? No, I just like do, uh, like a half of a CC. Right uh, on the back of yeah, your tongue. Yeah, on the back of my tongue because it tastes <laughs> Doesn't nasty. Taste good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. And then I just go to sleep. So yeah, at night before I go to sleep. That's Probably awesome. like a half an hour and I'll just like lay in bed and read for a little bit and then. You can kind off. of feel the effects and you just mm-hmm. go to sleep. That's awesome. Cannabis. Yeah, man. Cannabis, guys. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our lovely Lauren Naylor for her amazing portraiture skills and creating our cover art, to our sweet boy Tom Odo for our lovely music, and a great many thanks to my you caring supporters and donors Chris Hutt, Maxine Lewis, Katie McGarry. You can follow my blog at wellthissucks.me, follow us on Instagram at WTS Podcast, Facebook at WTS The Podcast, and if you like what you heard, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, thanks. Love you.